0: Hello, everybody. Thank you for checking into LJN Radio. I'm Tim Muma, and this is Moving Up the Ladder, where we bring you experts in the world of business and employment looking to lend some knowledge and insight into the success of your career. Now, one way to display your value and potentially move up is to effectively sell your ideas to your boss. To help us hone in on the strategies that will work best, we have Bruce Kasanov, the CEO of Now Possible, co author of Smart Customers, Stupid Companies, and one of the exclusive LinkedIn influencers. Bruce, it's a pleasure to have you on the show today.
1: Thanks, Tim. I'm I'm really honored to be here.
0: Well, it's definitely an interesting topic, uh, and you clearly have plenty of experience. And speaking of that, if you could, maybe fill our listeners in a little bit on your professional background.
1: Sure. My, my experience is unique because I've, I've basically been to both ends of the extreme. That is, I've worked, for example, at Ogilvy Mather for IBM, Way back when IBM was redoing their brand and and became the kind of really giant and service-oriented company it is today. But I've also been a an entrepreneur myself. I've raised venture capital and I've worked for worked at Citibank. Worked for public television. So I've I've really been the, the whole stretch of uh, any situation you're in. I I've probably personally been in it. And my focus has always been on how do you communicate with other people? Mm-hmm. How do you get your ideas across? And how do you use ideas to power business growth?
0: Sure. Well, yeah, it makes perfect sense. And I, I do think um, specifically, you know, you had an article talking about this where, uh, you know, selling an idea to your boss. And I think a lot of people listening might have a little apprehension when, when doing something like that or are unsure where to go. I guess, firstly, what, what's really the mistake or the biggest mistake that people do make when they have an idea, have a thought that they'd like to run with and they need to sort of pitch it to their boss? What's that big mistake you would point to?
1: Well, I mean, quite honestly, I think that most people are bad at selling their own ideas.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think that if they're not personally comfortable with it, they tend to view things, I guess the dominant mistake is they view things through their own eyes. Okay. They're thinking, well, I think this is a good idea, so, you know, you're going to. <laughs> or they think, you know, I think it's a good idea, you're not going to like it, but I'm going to do it anyway, and I'm going to crash and burn. Uh, instead of saying... How would other people perceive this? What are the questions that they're likely to have? And how do I anticipate better what those questions would be and and answer it? Because if you're prepared, then you come across as confident and capable. And I just think people skip that step.
0: Well, and hopefully that's uh, where you can come into play and help our listeners out with with that. And some of the strategies you have in mind, and and we'll kind of see where it goes. But in terms of pitching the idea, you mentioned maybe someone thinks, well, I I think it's a great idea. Why wouldn't my boss think that? And you mentioned the idea of communication earlier. I guess, what is really the key to just getting it out there and expressing your idea to your boss, your manager, and and being effective when you're communicating it?
1: The thing I think people have to do, and and nobody likes this, is you have to do your research. You have to understand, first of all, what's the situation, you know, the macro situation that Mm -hmm. you're, you know, are we a company that has, you know, very little budget this year. Are we a company that it's growing like crazy? Is our focus speed or caution? And and within the context of your boss and the, the the company, or the organization, you then have to think. Okay, well, what am I really proposing here, and what's involved in doing it? So, for example, if you walk into your boss's office and you say, "I think this is a really good idea. I, it just seems to me like the right thing to do." Well, that's a very superficial. Way to pitch an idea, as opposed to if you have an idea and you do your research and you figure out well, what will it take to implement this idea? Will I have to change the way that our customer service or operations unit mm-hmm. works? Will it change the way that maybe our partners or vendors work? Will it change our pricing? Uh, will it will it have some benefit to customers as, if it's that sort of an idea? You know, that's what I mean by doing your research and you have to walk in understanding these are the implications because if you walk in and you say, well, you know, I have this idea and, you know, my boss is smart. He'll figure out or she'll figure <laughs> out you know, what the implications are. Well, you just make yourself look weaker and weaker.
0: Mm-hmm. Is that a big part of it is being able to, I guess, you know, sort of do all the work ahead of time and, and maybe people, people don't want to do that. But t- even to a, a greater extent, finding a way to pitch it to them, maybe they like numbers, maybe they want to hear something that's more, um, you know, customer based. I mean, wh- what would you suggest for people when they are working on this project ahead of time and, and being able to pitch? What we, what, we, what should they focus on exactly?
1: Well, you know, you, you kind of touched on what I think is a huge point, which is you have to understand how the person or people to whom you're pitching, how they think. So if they are a an ego-driven person who, you know, everything's got to be their idea or it's got to get them attention or Mm -hmm. they just operate on gut instinct, then if you go in there with 20 pages of numbers and facts, they're going to, you know, their eyes are going to water, they're not going to pay attention, (laughs) and they're going to cut you off after the the third page. If, on the other hand, you go into a person who is, they want to quantify everything and they want facts and research and you just have a feel-good, it'll make you look good type of pitch, well, you're also going to crash and burn. So I, I do think that there is no single, you know, objective, perfect way to sell your boss. It, it really matters who your boss is. Right. And if you you're, you understand who your boss is and how he or she thinks, uh, does she think in words or in pictures and ideas? Is she a person who has to, you know, do stuff? Like, you know, if you can demonstrate, then it'll come across much, much better. You have to go in understanding who am I selling to and also... You know, does that person have the authority to do what you want or do you have to, you know, sell your boss and then help your boss sell the idea up the
0: chain? Well, that's an interesting part of it, uh, you know, mentioning maybe they don't have the actual power to implement something. Uh, Another sort of in that same vein with with your boss or manager was the idea of vision. And, And you touched on this a little bit in terms of seeing the big picture. Can you give us maybe an example a little bit of, you know, someone coming in with a great idea, at least in their mind, that might be good for the department, but the the boss really sees that bigger picture and why it, it wouldn't work. Just to give people an idea of of maybe how they can develop a small idea into fitting that, that larger picture, that bigger vision that a, a boss might have.
1: Sure. Uh, you know, I, I have a lot of clients who struggle with this over and over again and and that is that they think in terms of their job. Right. And they don't think in terms of the boss's job. So if if you work for somebody who runs a whole division and and you run, you know, one of 30 products, you know, it's it's very easy to walk in and not understand. For example, some companies grow by acquisition. So the day to day it working in that that business could feel pretty chaotic. People could say, well, you know, we haven't grown at all. You know, nothing I do grows the business, but the strategy of your company isn't to grow that way. Your strategy of your company is, well, we're going to buy one or two other companies during the year, and that's how we'll grow. Mm -hmm. If you can think, you know, well, okay, my boss is obsessed with purchases. He's not obsessed with, you know, organic growth. Well, then you can really embrace your boss's agenda. And then you can come in with ideas that move the business forward in leaps and bounds according to your boss's perspective. But if you're just, you know, you have a tunnel vision and you just see, well, here's my job. Here's what I'm doing. Here's what's important to me. I can't do my job the way I think I should unless I do, you know, yada, yada, yada. Then you're going to come across, I mean, I fear as a small-minded person who is always looking at the details and, 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 you know, can't get out of the weeds, basically. Sure. You know, you really have to understand the bigger picture that, that the people above you are dealing with.
0: And how much of that, I mean, does risk play a factor in terms of pitching an idea? Is that, I mean, do you see that as a, as a major factor and how much risk might be involved or being able to somehow alleviate those concerns?
1: Well, I think that, that risk is a separate factor because- Okay. If you if you understand it's it's separate only in the sense that you can figure out ways to minimize the risk of what you're proposing. You can divide your proposal in half, and you can make it. You know, first we do the first half, and if it works, then we'll go ahead with the second half. If your boss is nervous about being on the line, you can say, "Look, this is all me, and I'll, you know, I'll take." You can say it was my idea, and you know, there are a number of things that you can do to minimize risk. The, the risk with regards to what we were just talking about is largely more credibility and personal. If you're you know going to your boss with ideas that, that he or she thinks are small, well then that that's a you know, how do people perceive you. Mm-hmm. I also think that if your organization is looking for ways to either grow faster or, you know, they feel like they're in a threatened position, you know, risk wise, then I would go forward with more ideas that that's you know stand behind those goals. Which is just another example of of embracing either your boss or the overall goals of your organization.
0: What about the idea of of trust? You know, as an employee, I mean, I, I would assume not that a boss is necessarily playing favorites, but you might have someone who uh, you do trust more than another. Is there a way to, I don't know, maybe build that trust ahead of time or or figure out, okay, does this individual that you know is managing our our area? does does he or she really trust me? enough to pitch this idea? How much does that play a role and, and maybe some strategies to help build that trust?
1: You know, I just saw a great example that I'd actually encourage your listeners to, to Google and find. Uh, so Reed Hoffman, who is the founder of LinkedIn, just put up online the presentation that LinkedIn used to pitch the Series B, so like the second round of of real money that they raised. Okay. And and he has a, a, a like a running commentary. Every other slide, he he has you know explanation that he says, well here's what we why we did this, and here's whether it worked or not. And one of the things that they did in in there. So at this time, you know, LinkedIn has two hundred plus million people now. They had less than a hundred, less than a million then. And he he showed the point in his presentation where he showed how they had not just met, but exceeded the goals of the first round of funding. So he was coming to investors saying, look, we told you we're gonna do these three things, and we, here's how we did against mm-hmm. those three things. We exceeded all of them, and now we're telling you we're going to do this, and what's, what's the implication? The, the implication is we're gonna do it again. Right. You know. So what have you done before? Prove, you know. I asked for this, Here's what happened. We exceeded our expectations. You know, the challenge is if you can't say that, then you have to think of the more fundamental problem. It is not the idea you have today, hmm. it's you haven't earned trust yet.
0: So, possibly smaller items and, and delivering on those before you might pitch some sort of big idea that, that you want to sell?
1: Absolutely. I mean, you can chunk anything down. You have to chunk things down to the point at which it works in your favor. So, if it means I'm going to walk into my boss's office on Monday and tell her or him what I'm going to do that week. And then on Friday, I send him a quick note and say, Here, here's my list of 10 things. I did all of them. And by the way, I did this too. <laughs> That's a great idea. And you do that for a month and what's going to happen? The, the, your boss is going to say, wow, this man or woman is doing a great job. And I like what the, this new attitude, you know, clearly, you know, you've turned at leaf.'" And you're you're operating on, on all cylinders because you're doing what you said you're going to do.
0: Well, I think that's a great thing about a lot of the things you're talking about and, and to help our listeners is so much of it is you know it's the research, it's the planning ahead of time. it's it's possibly building trust. It's all these things that really matter before the idea itself. I mean would you would you say that should be the focus before you're really ready to sell? you have a number of ducks to sort of line up before you get there?
1: Yeah, although I think that you can sell every day. I think what I just said was selling. It's it's you mm, know it's, gotcha. it's it's substantive. I mean, I I look. I I don't believe in spin. You know, I think a lot of marketing and <laughs> advertising is spin. No, uh, I, no. I, I I believe in you do. You say you're going to do something. You do it. You say this is the benefit of my product, and it's the benefit of your product. And so I think, but I think that you have to, have to have to have to. Have to be out there telling the truth that you want known. So if you exceed your claims, you exceed what you say you're going to do on a consistent basis. You want to make it easier for people to understand that.
0: You, you mentioned the idea of you know delivering on, on what you you promise, so to speak. Is there a concern always in the, I guess in the back of everyone's mind that you're overpromising a little bit? I guess how do you avoid? Biting off more than you can chew when you're pitching an idea. Any any small tips there for listeners?
1: Well, I, I just think you have to know yourself, and and you have to know whether it's you or whether twenty people work for you. You have to know what they're capable of doing, what you're capable of doing, and I do believe that not in you know playing it safe, but I do think that if you think I'm, I can hit a hundred, that you promise ninety. Hmm. You know that that you because there's always something that's going to go wrong. Sure. There's always you know some contingency. And so you have to be a, a smart manager of yourself and other people in terms of what's realistic. If you're promising in a perfect world, I'll do this, our world isn't perfect and, and you'll disappoint people.
0: Sure. No, that makes perfect sense. I like the idea of um, not that you're lowering the bar, or that you're, you're playing it safe, but like you said, just give yourself some, some wiggle room there because it's probably going to hurt a lot more if you, if you don't live up to that expectation in the end.
1: <laughs> I mean, we look really good managers. They understand... That things come up that they didn't anticipate, mm-hmm. but they anticipate the fact that things will come up.
0: <laughs> One other thing that you had mentioned in that article is, you know, as I don't want to say as a hail mary, but maybe as a end of the road sort of strategy. And you did mention it a couple times as as maybe being a smaller aspect of of what people might do. But it's this idea of sort of giving away the credit to to that boss, that manager, whomever else might be involved. I guess, what, how exactly does that work? How, how would you, how, how does that uh, sort of play a role and, and how does it work for the person selling the idea in the end?
1: Well, here's the deal. Selling an idea doesn't always mean you walk into your boss's office and you say, here's my proposal. I want to do this, whatever. There are ways that you can get the outcome that you want without ever doing that or without ever saying, you know, this is, Bruce Kasanoff's proposal to do X, Y, Z. If all you care about is the outcome, you know, I think our customers are, are treated badly. I'd like to change the way that we're treated. They're treated. You can accomplish amazing things once you give up the need to get personal credit for the change. Mm. So for example, if you let things be your boss's idea, that your boss doesn't even realize that it really was your idea, but you just planted it enough time in, in, in their mind that, that it became their idea. If if you go and you uh, take that scenario, if you then go and say, well, okay, in order for my boss to get authority to do this, they're going to have to go to six different people on the executive committee. Right. If you pre-sell the idea to those people, again, not necessarily saying, I, Bruce i are going to you and, and selling this, <laughs> but figuring out how to you know, move each of them towards comfort with that outcome. Then you accomplish amazing things. Now I, I've done this many, many, many times with clients where I knew what was best for them, or at least had an idea of what was best for them. And it's better for them to have the outcome than for me to get the credit. Sure. And so I influence, maybe I talk to people across the organization, maybe I have casual conversations over drinks one night and i i don't worry about the credit what i worry about is the the client thinks wow we're really doing well and and you know maybe in the back of their mind they think well gee when when Bruce is around things turn out well even though i'm not really sure what he does that's fine <laughs> with me. that that's completely fine with me because the outcome is what i care about mm-hmm. and you know if if that's if that's your concern then you might consider gee maybe if I lessened my need to get, you know, formal credit, I would be dramatically more successful. I mean, the one thing I would say is to your listeners is try this for a day. Try it for a week. You'll be stunned at how much better it works than the, you know, it's my idea.
0: I think that's a great point. Something, something definitely to to keep in mind for all of our listeners out there when they're uh, approaching this subject, this topic. Uh, one thing that popped in my head here quickly is um, – how about? Do you suggest pitching an idea to maybe a friend, a colleague, uh, some other individual before you would, maybe maybe formally jump into something with uh, with your boss? Yeah,
1: absolutely. I think that's a great idea. I mean, you know, companies will do focus groups and things where right. you know they get ten people in a room. It, it makes sense because it's a disaster check. You know, <laughs> you you just other people can spot. You know, gee, that's that's incredibly stupid you know, he turned that down six months ago. Why would you do that? You know, things that you get caught up in your own idea and, and you don't spot, I think that's a really smart idea.
0: Well, Bruce, it's been truly a pleasure being able to talk to you about this. I think, you know, you've been able to fill our listeners in a lot of uh, different areas. Any final messages you'd want to express about this topic? We like to sort of give our guests the opportunity to to give our listeners a takeaway about our overall conversation.
1: I, look, I think being clear, credible, and compelling is the most important skill that you can have. And if you Understand who are you talking to and you understand how do they differ from other people, you'll be much better able to be clear, credible and compelling.
0: I think that's a great way to wrap it up and we will have to close things up here on Moving Up the Ladder in our conversation on selling ideas to your boss. We've gotten some terrific strategies from Bruce Kasanoff, the CEO of Now Possible. You can also find his articles on LinkedIn as he is one of the influencers on there. As we mentioned at the top, he's also the co-author of Smart Customers, Stupid Companies. And Bruce, you guys had a deal going on right now?
1: Yeah, right now until the end of this week on Friday night at midnight, you can get the Kindle edition of Smart Customers, Stupid Companies for free. That's free, no money at all. (laughs) Just go to any Amazon site worldwide, search for Smart Customers, Stupid Companies, and the price for Kindle will be zero. You can download it.
0: Great. Well, hopefully people definitely take advantage of that, get some more insight from you. And uh, Bruce, again, thanks a lot for your insight perspective today. We definitely appreciate it.
1: Tim, it's my pleasure. Thanks so much for your interest.
0: Of course, we also want to hear from you, the listeners as well. If you have any thoughts on future topics for us to cover on LJN Radio, just send us an email to ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. Wishing you success in all your endeavors. I'm Tim Muma. We'll talk to you later.